Take two. Wait, let's say at the same time. <laughs> set, go. <laughs> Ready? One, two, three. Yes! <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Mean Girl Pod. I'm Jordan. Hi, Jordan. <laughs> Hi, Alex. I'm Alex. Alex Bennett. Do you know what this week holds? I can't believe it. It's here. You guys, rough and rowdy, the fight that Alex has been preparing for, for how many weeks has it been? I think nine. For nine weeks is literally this week, August 19th, Alex Bennett. No, million dollar (laughs) AB. How do you feel, baby? Did you know some people are thinking it's million dollar ab? (laughs) (laughs) Who? John Feidelberg. (laughs) And I'm like, it's million dollar AB. It's a play on million dollar baby, right? Right? Just making sure everyone understands. Yes. The most famous female boxing movie is million dollar baby. So you're million dollar AB. Also, John Feidelberg, you don't spell ab with two two capital letters, A and B. It's capital A, lowercase b. Abs. Abdomen workouts. (laughs) (laughs) Also, everyone knows we call you AB. That's right. I'm I'm excited for this weekend. I'm excited that we're going to go to Huntington, West Virginia. Like, I like to travel. A lot of barstool people are coming. I'm done waiting. Like, I'm I'm just excited. I'm so unbelievably excited. I've been watching you train. You're going to kill it. You also have an incredible walkout crew if you want to announce the girls who will be by your side. Love it. You, obviously. Hannah Cook. Kelly Keegs, Casey Smith, Grace O'Malley, Brianna Chicken Fry, Joey Camasta. Ma'am. Joey is a she. His pronouns, yeah. <laughs> when he's walking out, it's going to be a, he is a she. I know. I started a group chat, and I was like, ladies and ma'am, here's what we're going to do for Rough and Rowdy. <laughs> I'm so – I'm excited. I hope we get to the 70K. If we don't, I don't care because there is no failure if you give it everything you have, and that's – Yes. I also love – so you are officially the first barstool female to ever fight in Rough and Rowdy, which – you need to embrace that. That is a monumental moment. And I love how much female support we are having at this company. It's it's the best when girls cheerlead on girls because it's like there's room for everyone. And yeah. why would and honestly it's like why would it be any other way? Exactly. Like the group of girls that are coming down are awesome. We're gonna have so much fun. And I'm literally so excited to see you kick some booty. Thank you. You know what I'm excited about too? What? My mind goes to like the weekend after. <laughs> I'm like, Jordan and I are going to the Hamptons. And I'm like, that'll be fun. Dude. We have the holiday party, the summer, the like barstool summer party that week. I'm like, this is fun. Like, I'm so excited for Rough and Rowdy, obviously, but I'm also excited for it to be over because Montauk, baby. I'm so excited to go to Montauk with you. Jordan's been shopping. I have. I'm so excited. Like, I, the Hamptons was something that's been on my bucket list even before I lived in New York. Mm -hmm. And then when I moved to New York, I was like, I have to go. And I didn't think I was going to go my first summer just because it's something you really got to plan. You, it's not easy to like navigate. No, it sells out. It's a little expensive. Like there's like logistically, it's just kind of, it's not, you don't pick up and go. Yeah. So when Alex and I came up with the idea to go, I was like, wow, this is actually something I'm crossing off my bucket list. It's very surreal. So I'm so excited. We were, we were between four places and I'm glad I'm, I feel good about where we picked. Yeah. And obviously you guys know, we're going to film the crap out of it and make so much content. It's going to be like, you're there with us pretty much. (laughs) You know us. It will be. Um, also, since I'm, I don't can't remember. I don't know when I stopped drinking. I was going to stop in August, but I think I stopped the week before. But I have to say, post rough and rowdy, I'm excited for our darling, dearest, best sponsor in the entire world, Pink Whitney, because it's the shoot your shot summer. Hell yeah! Are you going to take a shot at Pink Whitney once you are done with rough and rowdy? One thousand percent. And do do you know what that shot will do to me? <laughs> Oh, you're you're gonna be uh, blackout AB. I'll be wildin. <laughs> I'll be I'll be yeah. I'll be blackout AB. That's right. One shot wonder, blackout AB, baby. It'll be oh, you're a poet. 
<laughs> I'm very rhymey today. You got the words today. Also, I love rhyming with baby because it's like baby. One baby. shot, baby. One shot, baby. Million dollar AB, baby. God, you're, now it's good. <laughs> you know, it's my new skill. Anyways, I'm super excited for that. Also, something else I'm really excited for um, is the is the thing on your back. Oh, <laughs> yes. I was like, what? Did I get a back tat? I love surprising you. I, I love not catching it. I'm like a little out of it lately. <laughs> Which you've ever right to be. I, I would be as well. I'm like, damn, didn't catch it. The merch. You guys, I know we just have been dropping merch like crazy, but how sick is this back to school crew neck? It's a classic. We also have, do you want to grab those sweats? Too. We also have sweats, which are so sick. I love this because it's so simple. It's so timeless. And you can, they're like, basically they're basics. Yes. Yeah. And also they're baggy. We definitely recommend sizing one or two up. Like this is an extra large. My sweatpants are large. This is a large and my sweatpants are a medium. And we have mugs, we have socks, we have stickers. Everything will be on Mean Girl Pod socials. But you guys, we're so excited to launch this. Get yourself some sweatsuits. Heck yeah. Okay. Topic. Number one that we are going to be discussing on the Me Girl podcast today. Yeah, we're going to go over some juicy, juicy cues, baby. Is it okay for a man to masturbate? Okay. <laughs> Nothing like being four minutes in and we're like, so can a guy masturbate? <laughs> so Alex and I are trying to get better about picking up the speed in the beginning to keep you guys entertained right away. Masturbation. <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> Zing! Uh, I love this, this topic because you and I actually do have different views on if it's okay for your boyfriend, your partner, your husband to masturbate. Okay, go first. Okay, so you guys know I am an advocate of masturbation. I love it. I'm here for it. Also, I've been single for a long time, so it's just part of my lifestyle now. And I can't imagine a lifestyle without it. Right. Like, if I got into a relationship, I can't imagine not doing it anymore. And maybe it would end because maybe the, my partner would be incredible. Maybe he would fulfill all my sexual needs. But masturbation is more than just, like, sexual pleasure for me. It's, like, a stress reliever. It's therapy. It's time alone. The time – I feel like the time alone is a big one. Yeah. It's something that I really enjoy. I also love, like, trying out new vibrators and new things and, like, watching different things and all that stuff. So I, since I love it so much, I personally wouldn't care if my partner did it. Now, I think it would be a little bit of an issue if he was watching porn or – masturbating to like specific females like mm-hmm. I, I think you'd have to be we'd have to have that conversation because if he was like masturbating to the same porn all the time i'd be like bro am i not doing it for you right but i don't care if he's using his thoughts or like my pictures but yeah I, I'm, I'm an advocate of masturbation for your partner as okay as being appropriate with it right right within the within the grounds and being honest like there i would hate if my my boyfriend was like, I'm not going to masturbate, but then I come home one night and he's like jacking off in front of the computer and I'm like, wait, I thought you didn't masturbate. You know what I mean? That would not. I feel like if you lie about masturbating at all, then you're then anytime you lie, you're trying to hide because you're doing something wrong, which means your motives would be like you're thinking of another girl or something like that. Yeah. I also, I mean, I would find it kind of hot, like knowing that, oh, he's like masturbating to me. That's hot. Right. And I would think about that mm-hmm. when I'm masturbating. And I'm sure he would think about me masturbating when he's masturbating. Right, right. Definitely. Yeah, so as long as it's honest and appropriate, good communication, then yeah, totally cool. Okay, so I'm a little different. <clears throat> I, but it's, it's funny because I didn't disagree with anything you said. 
especially like if you're single, like then I don't even think it's a combo. Of course, go for it. Please do it. I think you should do it because mm-hmm. it's something that the human body wants to do. Right. It's like so natural. Okay. Relationship wise. I'm actually indifferent on masturbation when it comes to relationships. When you're dating, I don't know. My husband and I never had that combo. Um, now in marriage though, that is where I feel some type of way, but I have to say this too. The only reason I feel the way I feel about it is because our marriage counselor said to Graham, masturbation ends today. Like the, the intimacy you guys have would be like having sex together. Like that's what it should be. So that's what I know. Do you think that com- that comment truly shaped your idea of masturbation? Like if you didn't hear that comment, would you have a different idea? I think if I didn't hear that comment, I don't know that I would have thought about it. I think it might have come up eventually where I would have been like, okay, hold on. I, I think I would have felt like, okay, I'm your wife now. Like we're married. When you're masturbating, it's going to enter my head. Who are you thinking about? Like, what are you thinking about? And that to me could be maybe, maybe it could go into the emotionally cheating category. I don't think it could. It, I, I, or it could, it could. It, could. Yeah. it definitely could go into that category. But I think our thing was, so I, I, I want people listening to this, like I'm sure there's a ton of husbands that masturbate. Mm-hmm. I'm not against that by any means. It's just the thing that we did when we entered it, which made me feel really good and it worked for me, was he wasn't going to do it. And when, when, when he's coming, it's because we're having sex. Yeah, you also brought up a really good point. I think it's whatever your intention behind it is. So if your husband or your wife are, is masturbating because she's not getting the pleasure she needs or if it's because she doesn't want to have sex with you or he doesn't want to have sex with you, then that's an issue. You know what I mean? Like if, he's, if they're choosing masturbate, masturbating over having sex with you, then that's something that's wrong. That's wrong. And I, I think, too, it can become like an excuse. Like that could be the easier way out, right? Like having sex and having to be intimate with each other, sometimes it's not a chore, but sometimes you have to be like, I know that's good for me, so I'm going to make the extra effort. I'm going to stay up the extra 30 minutes, um, do something flirty with him to make him know I like want to have sex with him. And so I feel like if you just default to masturbation, sometimes you'd give that up, which I think would permeate other parts of the relationship. Yeah. So for me, it's like a safeguard. And it was a good rule to have in place. It's like bowling with the guardrails up. It's like, I know it's better for us if we're like no masturbation at all. And like, I, I don't know, we're, we're three years into that and I absolutely love it. It's one of the favorite things we've done. However, I do see it the other way too. Like I think it could work for people. Yeah. I also feel like masturbation along with every single sex thing in the world, it has that stigma around it that people just don't talk about. It's like, it's like that touchy thing. Like your boyfriend masturbates. Like that means must mean you don't pleasure him enough. It's like, no, that's not it. That's not it in the least. I think it's like what works for every relationship. Like yeah. some people, maybe when you travel, like if, if a guy, if a husband traveled a lot and he had like a lot of cute photos of you on his phone or like you guys sexted stuff like that I'm like that to me feels intimate yes but if you come home from work and he's like oh just jacked off I don't know I would feel so slighted yeah so you can't use masturbation as a cop-out to not be intimate with your partner completely agree with that like I think it, I'm trying I'm putting myself in these shoes if I came home from work and Graham was like I just masturbated I would be like dev I would be devastated yeah you'd be like okay what am I supposed to do now bro yeah, like, what about me? And, like, who are you thinking about? And why didn't, like, but I think you could get into that rut. Yeah, I think it also has to be an organic inter- integration into the relationship. Like, you guys didn't do it before or in the beginning of your relationship. So starting it now would be kind of weird. 
but for me it might be easier if if I started dating a guy who's also been single for a while like we we do that regularly you know what I mean totally and I think you guys could find a way to make that maybe when maybe if you got married to this guy that we're talking about yeah you guys would be more open about it or like loose with it you'd be like this works for us and you would never care yeah I also think too if hey if your partner is masturbating a lot and maybe you're not having sex like that's okay to bring up I do think I think it's awkward to start it very I mean it's it, when we when we started talking about this in general I felt awkward even thinking about it it was a rule that we had but I just it, we made the rule and then I never thought about it yeah but now exploring it it's like every single person deals with this it's so interesting you said that because don't you feel like even our communication around sex has changed so much like you truly have to have two parties that are open to communicating about sex to have a good honest conversation I can comp- I could not agree with that more and I it makes me withstand the people that are like uh, there's not even any of them anymore. But yeah. at the beginning, they were like, oh, you guys are talking about sex. It's like, we're talking about things that are in everybody's head. And masturbating is in every relationship. It's in every marriage. Or if you're single, it's, it's in every single human body. So yes. it's like to explore that in like a comfortable way of just like what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Like we always say we don't sex shame. Never. Also would never masturbate shame. Like whatever works for you works for you. You guys, I do it every day. Like, yeah, and I love that you do that. I actually never even thought about that though with you. Yeah. No, I, it, it still blows my mind to this day that sex is the one thing that every, almost every human can relate on, but we still are so afraid to talk about it. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's like sweet though to think about the masturbating in like a way of you don't want to ever make anybody else feel sad with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also, it can be such a healthy thing to do. Yeah. But then when you enter into a relationship, it's like you do have to start thinking for two people. Yeah, that is true. That's a, that's very true. You have to learn to be a little less selfish. Yeah. You have to say, well, what would make you happy? Like, would you rather if it was if you and I were married and I was like, listen, you masturbating makes me really sad and uncomfortable. You're not going to be like, but I love masturbating. You're going to be like, I love you and I want you to feel comfortable. If that equals sex. Oh, my God. So be it. Yeah. No, that is so true, because I feel like a lot of people when they hear their partners masturbating, they all of a sudden assume it's because they are not good enough. It's like, no, that's not always the case. That's a good point. It could even it could so simply be that he or she didn't even think about how you felt. Yeah. They went automatically to the defense. They're like, I love masturbating. I should be allowed to. But maybe you didn't voice the part where you're like, but it makes me really sad. It's the sandwich approach. (laughs) Pro con pro. Literally. Like you just have to let them know, like, I love you so much. I love having sex with you. When I masturbate, it's nothing against you. And I think about you when I masturbate. Also, like, masturbation, sometimes it's, like I said, like, it could be a stress reliever. Like, maybe your partner doesn't want to have a quickie with you because they want to have, like, full-blown, like, a making love session, but they just have to quick blow a load because they're stressed out of their mind. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that that could totally, in a lot of scenarios, that could work. <laughs> if you, you would have to communicate that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about Graham telling me that I'd be like, excuse you? <laughs> Blow, blow a load <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't want any of that language to ever come out of my future boyfriend's mouth i gotta go blow i'd be like are you having to go poop like what <laughs> like what what yeah no but yeah i think to, to uh summarize this i think depend it's very always dependent on the situation I agree. I, I do think, I just want to say this too. You said the sandwich approach. I'm going to do the opposite of it too. 
still the same no still the sandwich Ooh. approach but the other person so you're being like i love masturbating i am thinking of you other person could easily say i love you so much it hurts my feelings when you masturbate i totally see why you would do it every single person in the world does it it's like so human but think but i would prefer just having sex with you and being intimate with you because it makes me feel sad yeah i feel like both ways that we just said is like a beautiful conversation and people are gonna if you meet that with anything other than is it empathy apathy empathy empathy if you meet that with anything other than empathy i think you're on the defense and that that's mean it's amazing what uh, some good old honest communication will do sure is like like quick side note i feel like i, I wrote this down to actually talk about in the episode because i wanted to uh is it commend commend why well, it depends what you're about to do commend your communication skills mm. like i love the way you communicate whenever alex and i think this is what makes us really good partners whenever alex has not a problem like um something that maybe causing your anxiety or, or something that bothers you you immediately bring it to our attention to like remove any anxiety or issues around it i have i have to say it within like 10 minutes of feeling it like it, but if you didn't we would not be successful business partners at all or friends or anything. Yeah, that's a good point. You and it, I feel like it does two things. One, it makes you feel comfortable to always do it back to me. Yeah. Two, you know, if I'm thinking of something, I'm telling you. Exactly. Like last week, I was being very dramatic. <laughs> Alex was like, we should fix the title of the episode. I go, Alex, I don't like last minute changes. In the, in, but you guys, this was Thursday. Our episode comes out on Monday. We had like four days. <laughs> that was kind of it. And Alex texts me and she's like, um, okay, does it actually bother you? You said it in such a nice way. And I was like, no, I'm just being extremely dramatic. And then I was like, okay, one, we just communicated. Two, you just pushed me outside my comfort zone. And three, you called me on my bullshit. And if you can't call your partner out on their bullshit, friends, relationships, you don't have a successful relationship. That is so true. That is so true because that means there's just egos flying. Yeah. No, I just like had a quick say that because I was like, it's very nice. It's amazing what like it's amazing what honest communication does. I, it's like mind blowing. It does make everybody else feel they they trust. You learn to trust if there's honest communication. Yeah, I do agree. I agree with that. It's a good point. Thank you. Back at you. Thank you. I You're do welcome. love working with you. I love working with you too. I know the people listening are like, okay, guys, <laughs> affirmation. No, uh, reassurance. Is reassurance. My love language. Is it? Is it? Wait. Well, words of affirmation are are my top. Words of affirmation and then reassuring. Oh, like that's below it. Like that's no, so sorry for uh, you know the love languages, right? Like physical touch, touch, words of affirmation, and ser- acts of service. Yes, and gifts. That's acts of service. Oh, it is. It's like giving gifts. Okay, doing things for people. My number one. Oh, and quality time. That's what I'm missing. Okay, mine are words of affirmation and quality time. But with words of affirmation, if someone was like, "How can I do that?" I'd be like reassurance. Okay, so that's like the level below. It's like how to do it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, I like that. Do you have a love language? Um, surely I do. Oh, physical touch. I love. Okay. I need to hold a hand. But like with a friend? Not. Do not touch me. That's what I mean. <laughs> what would it be with a friend? Probably the same. Yeah, words about no, not words of affirmation. Oh, you're gonna say physical touch, but like you just said no. Not that. Um, acts of service. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. It's okay if you don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> TBD. Um, okay. The next thing to discuss. Yes. This is funny. Oh, God. Do girls prefer clitoris stimulation over penetration? Okay. That's such a loaded question because it's... I mean, is she talking about the actual act of sex with another human being versus a vibrator? Maybe call it both. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on the situation. So some... I feel like most females know how they're going to come. 
like for guys it's like they usually it's something just their their dick going into something correct um or hand over their mouth over something is around their dick Mm -hmm. but with females some people some females come more when something's penetrating them some females come more when it's external i feel like for me i prefer external but when it comes to like the actual act of having sex with a guy probably internal okay very fair like masturbating external having sex internal yeah very valid yeah yeah yeah. that's what i like i think i well number one there's obviously not a right or wrong answer like that would be your yeah that's my personal and everyone listening can be you can be like you'll know your answer too I would say for me, I love penetration, mm-hmm. but I I think I like a hybrid. So like I lo- I like sex, but then I also like you can like touch the clitoris a yes. little bit. Like in that moment, I love that. I think people neglect the hybrid situation a lot. They they do neglect, it and it's like you can walk and chew gum in the bedroom. I, I I don't think a lot of guys, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is just my experience, but I think a lot of guys forget that you can do both at the same time, and it, girls love that that's a good way too to spice it up like you know, I, what <laughs> what <laughs> so do you remember sometimes i hate things i'm about to bring up do you remember in high school everyone was like shock the world no you didn't have that in your high school no it must not have hit oklahoma oh the shocker shock the world yeah, yeah. The shocker okay it's like two fingers in the vagina one in the butt i must say <laughs> i gotta say i remember the hand signal i remember 100% that this means the shocker. <laughs> I absolutely have to admit I have never tried it. Have you? Sh- shocked the world? Have you tri- have you had the- have you attempted this on yourself? Not on myself. On some well you can't attempt no, it on somebody. A guy somebody. did it to a girl. A guy's attempted it on you. Yeah. Wait, how was it? Oh, it was incredible, but my my um my point I'm getting across is doing like two things at once to a girl. So that could be like your mouth and a finger, a dick and a finger your butt in a vagina you know what I mean yes I think I think the two things at once enhances the pleasure I also think it's a really good way because we all we get these questions all the time like how to spice it up I feel like we're always talking about it okay well here we've walked into this one if you're just having regular sex be like can I touch the clit a little bit what maybe even just like play with the butts highly sensitive like you could add something right there and just see if they like it and that's a great way to get better at sex, too, because I feel like people are always like, how do I get better at sex? And truly, the only way I know how to get better at sex is if you're in a long-term, comfortable relationship where you can try new things with one another. Yes. Somebody sent me an app. I haven't looked at it yet, but I was talking. What? It's some app where you and your partner, okay, I'll, I'll figure this out, but you're both on the app together, and it has you, like, throughout the day, like, send photos to each other. It's like flirting through the app, but it sends you prompts. Isn't that cool? Wait, that's incredible. I know. I was like, this is really freaking cool. I'll get the name. People are going to ask in the DMs. But I, I was like, that's a cool way if you're in a long-term relationship too to like figure, you know, and kind of spice that up. And yeah. then it prompts you because you're already trying new things throughout the day. And then at night you can try new things too. This might be an unpopular opinion. So let me know what you think about this. But I truly feel like that one of the, one of the biggest parts to a successful relationship is having the same type of sex style. Like, remember when you were on KFC radio last week? If you guys haven't watched that episode, you should. One of the questions we got was this guy, his girlfriend wanted to spice things up, and he just didn't seem excited about it. He was like, yeah, I guess I'll do it. And for me, that screams that relationship's not going to work because he wasn't excited about trying new things. Like, he just wanted a vanilla sex life, and she seemed to want a little bit more of a crazier sex life. 
Okay, I agree. I agree with that. I, I agree with that, and then I want to add one thing to it. Okay, so I feel like having the same sex style, yes, or one partner having the willingness to change. So somebody's saying, and yes. th- that's what I feel like this whole, you and I are on this journey, right, of exploring mm-hmm. taboos, OnlyFans. You think of OnlyFans, you think of porn. We're mm-hmm. both on it now. We're like, no, take OnlyFans for what it is. Yeah. It's a place to pl- do exclusive content. What did we have to do? We had to break the barrier. Of yes. That. Same thing with sex. It's like you been rough and rowdy. Same with yeah, rough and rowdy, totally. So then you take sex and you're like, okay, there's two people here. One of us wants to have a spicy sex life. Maybe the other one hasn't thought about it. But if the other one's like, okay, I'm willing to try new things in the bedroom, like maybe this will enhance our sex life. It'll spice it up. Being like, I'm down to try that, or saying, I sorry, I have no desire. Like that could be a deal breaker. Yeah, literally it's it, but the but with him he didn't seem like he wanted to change he you're correct in that his question he called in and he was like she's mad at me for not not he, the question was the way he framed it was not how can I have a better sex life he was complaining yeah and it's like what if you went home and you're like okay do you want to try something new tonight like why not I was the worst at this like I this podcast has helped me so much in the bedroom because it makes it exciting again wait Alex can you say that one more time for the listeners I know I really have to like just even the other night when I was like I'm tired and we're like let's try to have sex like it's such a pivotal part of life that's so easy to put on the back burner but this podcast even just talking to you about it I'm like why would I not try that this podcast has made me a better human being oh like, entirely I'm not just saying that but if you guys listen to like the first few episodes you'd be like Jordan is such an annoying piece and now I'm like I feel like, I truly feel like I am a better human being <laughs> yeah because of, of you and this podcast back I, I feel like we challenge things but one of those is I feel like a lot of people are like, no, wait, why would we? We wouldn't talk about sex. We're like, it would be an awkward conversation to talk about masturbating with my partner. Yeah. But it's like, no, it's not. And let's do talk about sex and let's spice it up a little bit. And let's be idiots about it because we are idiots yeah. about every topic we talk about. And, and when I say idiot, I mean, we don't really, we're not experts by any means. Yeah, we have no idea if you should or shouldn't masturbate, but are we down to explore it 1000%? Non-judgmental, no shaming zone, always in this room. That's that's the that's the truth. Is the no, I feel like the no shaming, and then looking at it like a maybe. Like I don't know, that might be fun, might not. If if you're with a partner, especially, or if you're by yourself masturbating, it's like you can try something once. You might hate it, you might love it, and it might prompt you to try something new, which could be beautiful. Yes, and also. We do always get a lot of questions that are like, how do I spice up a relationship? Alex has talked about it so much. So we probably need to go through our episodes and, like, give people the key points of, like, oh, I want to spice up a relationship. Listen to this episode. Unless you remember off the top of your head. I don't remember. That's a good That's yeah. a good idea. Or, like, masturbation this episode, friends this episode. Mm-hmm. We talk about everything in every episode, but I feel like every episode is, like, more on a topic. I would agree with that. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that one day. Yeah, one day one day we'll get around. We could do that on the Insta stories next week. Yeah, yeah. That, that could be a good um, plane ride activity as we go to Rough and Rowdy. That's a great idea. Yeah, do some... Uh, digging. Digging in a... What do they call it? Um, housekeeping. Housekeeping. Okay, I like that. Have a little good housekeeping day on a plane. I lo- actually... Student, this is a random side note. I just started buying Wi-Fi on a plane, and it's been so fun. Just now started buying Wi-Fi on the Like, plane. when I started working at Barstool... I never used to, and now I do it, and I'm like, wait, plane rides are so much more enjoyable when you have access to your phone. They go by fast. Okay, they go by faster, but half the time the Wi-Fi doesn't work. 
But also, Please. don't don't you just, don't you think of the plane as like a time to be off your phone? I always end up buying it in thirty minutes. In. <laughs> but it is so. I always start off and I'm like, I'm detoxing. I've got five hours by myself, and then I'm like, and I've got the Wi-Fi, and I can't get off Twitter. Alex, but this is literally me. I love plane rides because it's a time where no one can text me. I can't text anyone back. It's going to be me just decompressing, reading a book. Legitimately the same. The plane takes off. They make that announcement. I'm like, Wi-Fi. And it's like expensive. Like they're gaslighting us. Not gaslighting us. The wrong term. <laughs> no, one time I bought, um, I didn't buy the streaming Wi-Fi. I just bought like the, the, the one that you can use for texting. You know, there's like oh, two Oh, they had the text-only Wi-Fi, yes. Yeah, I bought the wrong one one time, and you better believe I rebought the streaming one immediately. So they got like 30 bucks out of me one time. It's it's so, and sometimes it's $9.99, sometimes it's like $39.99, and you're like, I'm buying it. Literally, I'm like, I need to get T-Mobile just because they get free Wi-Fi. No. Do you have T-Mobile? No, I have AT&T. What do you have? I have Verizon. Oh, Graham has Verizon. Are you on your parents' phone plan? Yeah. Yeah, same. <laughs> Never get off of it. Mom, dad, if you're listening, you don't remember that. Yeah, let, let her have this one. If my dad was listening, I would run away. <laughs> growing, growing up sucks. Actually, growing up's amazing. Oh, I love growing up. Yeah, I like growing up, too. That's one thing this podcast has taught me, too. It's like, like truly, this podcast and you has taught me that growing up is so much fun. It is the best. Also, 30s, I think, are going to be the best years of our life. They absolutely are. I'm so excited. Like, I, you turn 30 next year, and I turn 30 in what three years mm -hmm. and I'm actually so excited to be 30 well I feel like it's like you're calm and then like you're so secure with yourself and like you don't care about any external factors that you're like I'm just doing me like I feel like it would be a blissful time to be yes. 30 speaking of 30s okay I have a question wait are you about to segue to that question yeah you just read my mind that was so good Amy were you you were it was gonna be one of us I felt like we had to it's like it's there I have to say you and I are just getting better <laughs> every day <laughs> okay the the stigma around being 31 to 35 and single or not pregnant yes yes I think initially when we heard this question we both actually laughed and we were like what stigma okay there is totally a stigma but you and I have trained our brains to be like any age like no rules so Alex and I are both from the Midwest. You called Oklahoma the Midwest, right? South or Midwest, there's a debate. Okay, we're both from the part of the United States that is a little bit more old-fashioned. And I truth, truth, truthfully can say that pressure, I felt it all the time living in Minnesota. A lot of my friends are married. Some of them have babies. A lot of them are in relationships. I have been single for a very long time. So I always felt that pressure. Also, a lot of my friends who are single in Minnesota, their biggest thing that stresses them out on a daily basis is, Jordan, it's so hard because I feel like everyone around me is moving this, moving in this direction of life and I'm standing still here. Okay. But ever since I moved to New York, there is no stigma mm -hmm. at all around that. I mean, people look at you like you're crazy if you're married in your 20s. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> like, everyone tells me, like, you're so young. I like, met you and I was like, you're married? I don't want to be your friend. Like, you're married. <laughs> that was a reverse stigma. Yeah, that was a reverse stigma, but it was because I lived in New York. And I was like, I don't want married friends in New York now, too. My good friends here are married. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, the, the it's definitely more pressure in different parts of the United States. But I feel that. But there is some because there's no timeline. No timeline. I do think it's fair. I agree with that. I think it's very fair to feel this. It'd be interesting to know where this person lived. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things where if everyone around you or your parents always told you, like, life was supposed to be one way. At a certain age, you were supposed to be doing something. Then yeah. you would think that, right? Yeah. Whoever made up that stupid rule book, 
I don't even know. Yeah, but it's like you have so much time left, like 31 to 35. Like there's so much you could do from there. Don't you feel like life got longer in the past few years? Because back in the day, if you were like 40 people or 30, even people be like, you're so old. Now it's like you can be 16. People are like, you're still so young. You have so much life to live. Like we got life is longer now. I, I life is definitely longer now. And I think about all the time. I'm like, okay. One day, I obviously want kids. Mm-hmm. So I always think about when that time is. And I'll talk to, like, Big Cat here, who's like, you got nothing but time. And then, like, my mom's like, you know, we got to go now. And it's like, really, that right there shows me. They're both kidding. But that right there shows me, like, there is everybody has a different opinion on it. So it's kind of nice to stop and ignore all the outside noise and be like, okay. Sometimes, sometimes I can close my eyes and be like, what do I want? And then I can get the answer. But I have to I have to ignore everybody else. And then if I do what I want, that's when I'm happiest. Dude, you just read my mind again. I do the exact same thing. I'll literally be like, Jordan, take a break. Ignore everyone's voices. What do you want? I always like I always think about that. Also, I understand the pregnancy thing can be a little bit more pressure because female bodies definitely have a prime. But there also is a lot of options. Like if you really want kids one day, you can freeze your eggs. You can be a single mom you can do adoption you can like there's more options mm-hmm. um but i'm lucky where kids aren't on the top of my to-do list but i do have friends where they're like but jordan it's like i want kids one day like i don't care if i meet my partner now but like i want to be able to have kids in a healthy way and i'm like i i feel for them like that's a lot of pressure i do i think that's sweet to talk about the side of it where of course we're like ignore the timeline aspect of life but then if the person that wrote this is sad mm-hmm you know, like they're like, I do want to find love or I do want to find somebody. I think that, well, one, I, I really do believe there's a plan for everybody. 100%. Um, and everything happens for you, not like to you. So if you can somehow channel that and be like, maybe, maybe your 30s are a time you started a new business or you got a new job. Um, and then you meet somebody when you're 35 and it's like a blissful life from there. But I think it's sad when you have, Well, I think I guess you have to take it back a layer and you have to say, okay, why do I want somebody? Do I want somebody because I want companionship and do I want to be a mother? Very valid, very fair. And like, I'm sure we would both say, I hope that happens for you one day. If you want it because you think you're supposed to be doing it right now, then I think look internally and be like, no, I'm having fun right now. I shouldn't be doing anything. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. Like you, you really have to look about why you want it and like why you feel pressured yeah. And you have to realize, too, sometimes I, I used to do this when I was um, just starting out on social media because I always put so much pressure on myself. Like, I should be this much farther along because I'm 26 when I'm starting. Because, like, there's all, like, in the social media world, a lot of people are younger and they are really successful. So, what I did is I found people I looked up to who got more successful later on in life. So, for example, a podcast I used to listen to, they're two females. It's girls got to eat, I'll just say. It. Like, I love them. Mm-hmm. And they're older. And they got more successful when they were older. They also don't want kids and they're single. So I looked up to them and it was so nice because I didn't feel alone anymore. I was like, okay, these two females want something similar to me. And they are so successful and doing so many great things. Like I'm not alone anymore. That's a good point. Find find a mentor, somebody in the space. Because there there will be plenty of single people online that want to find love. 100% 100% on Instagram that's the beauty that's a really really good point that's the beauty of social media these days yeah is you can pretty much find whatever yeah like if you're someone who wants to be married young 
Alex is a great example of that. If you're alone and you're freaking out, like I'm, I'm single too. Like I got your back girl. You know what I mean? You're not Mm -hmm. alone. Yeah. That's a good point. I've, I also found, okay. So I was reading the other day and it was like the only thing that will make you happy every day is you. Right. So like for us, for example, like some days mean girl grows. Some days we're like, nah. and I was like, I have to detach from all numbers mm-hmm. because in 20 years, we're not going to care. And also like what can make me happy every single day? is just like me. Yeah. So if something wasn't going well, like if you didn't have the partner or you didn't have, like if you weren't able to have the kids right now because you it was something, um, being able to say, okay, what's going to make me happy every day. And that's just like you. And I, for me, I have to journal that out. I have to be like, okay, let's, how do we get happy? What are the, it's like being a good wife. It's being a good friend doing well at work, like showing up and doing those things. And that could be situational for everybody. But maybe if we could all be like, okay, what is it that makes me happy and that you can control? Cause some things are out of your control. hundred percent. Also, I feel like you really got to get rid of all of the stigmas, all of the stereotypes, all of the societal pressures. Also, if you have people in your life who are pressuring you, you have to realize like, it's not about you. It's about their own insecurities. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you have friends, if this girl has friends who are like, you need to get married, you need to have kids, like, you have to think, like, they might want you in the same boat as them because maybe they aren't happy or they're jealous and they wish they were still single. Yeah. Or they, when people don't know any different, I think they default to anger. Yes. Like, if you were taught to walk, if you were taught that yellow was everything and somebody was trying to pick red, mm-hmm. you'd be like, no, because it's yellow. Yeah. And you're like, but for me, it could be red, but you wouldn't get that. Like sometimes when people default to anger, it's because mm-hmm. they don't know anything else and they have their blinders on. Yeah. And also anger just fogs everyone's memory. Anger, I realize, is probably the worst emotion to feel out of all the emotions. Like hate and anger. Yes. And they're the most exhausting. Hating somebody is exhausting or feeling angry. Anger, the, you know what gets me about anger, though? Because <laughs> we were talking about anger. Yeah. It's the person that's feeling it, like you hate feeling it. You don't yes. want to be angry. No. And I, I do struggle with a bit of an anger issue. Um, runs in that Woodruff gene, <laughs> like literally. And when it happens, it's the most painful feeling in the world. And I hate it. And it's been, I've been very angry lately, but it's weird because I'm not angry. I'm like the happiest I've ever been, but I get this like fire in my chest every once in a mm-hmm. while. But it seems to only happen when, it happens the most when people I love are getting hurt. Okay. So, like, for example, I yelled at someone this weekend at a bar, but it was because they were disrespecting my good friend's husband. Okay. And I was like, how dare you disrespect him? Like, you have no right. And I got angry. Okay, that's interesting. I'm never just, like, angry because, like, you hit my phone or you bumped into me. It's like, if someone, like, disrespected you, I'd be like... You get mad. Or disrespected Mean Girl Pod or our work. I would be mad. Yeah, you get, okay, that's interesting. So it's, it's fine anger, but it's like, it's painful to feel. But isn't that, isn't that fascinating for me? Like, I didn't know what made you angry. But now, yeah. I, now knowing where it comes from, like, because you, mm-hmm. when somebody channels anger and they're just outright mad and you're witnessing it, you don't ever know where it came from with them. Yeah. And you're like, you've identified it. For me, I get angry when I, I get angry boxing sometimes because I'm not that good at it. So when I, when I start to second guess myself, mm-hmm. when I'm like, I'll get, I'll start to self beat up. I get angry, but look, both of us experience anger, but it's in different ways. And it's like, I would have never guessed yours guaranteed. You would have never guessed mine. No, never. Anger is also, they say like hatred is the most, that emotion takes the most out of you then loving someone. And then that's why they always like, if someone's indifferent about you, it's like the biggest diss because there's 
just no emotion, no exhaustion, nothing coming from that. Nothing, feeling indifference, not a compliment. But if your ex hates you, like you're welcome. You're welcome because that's taken a lot of pain from them. Yeah, it's the opposite of love is hate. Literally, literally. Um, okay, there was another question. Okay, I like this one. I love this one because we cu- we had an episode. It's funny we talk about things like we're not. Neither of us are thirty one. Um, single and don't have kids right <laughs> but we're like okay we take we, I think we take it like a positive lens to it and we're like you go girl yes okay so this one is funny because it's how can a younger divorced guy or girl with kids or without kids bring up that subject on a date you my dear want a divorced man wait can you say that question one more time like put it in a scenario okay so you're so a guy's divorced mm-hmm and he's going on a date with me. Yes. And he doesn't know how to tell you he's divorced or he has kids. Like oh. but he needs to bring it up to you. But to you, you're excited because you would love to be a stepmom to a divorced guy. He's nervous because he thinks it's a stigma. He thinks it's mm-hmm. a bad thing. That is the dream for me to find a divorced man with like a kid that's like four years old. Split custody. Great ex-wife. The dream. <laughs> And it's so funny because it's all about perspective. It literally is all about perspective because I feel like people, I feel like people would not like that because they think that there's a bad stigma around it. Like, oh, I'm going to be their second choice. It's like, I don't get why people view divorce is not a bad thing. No, I feel like this, the guy that wrote this in or the girl that wrote this in was sad because they were divorced. Maybe they feel like they did something wrong. But to you, it's like, bring me that person. And it's because somebody maybe in their life was like, listen, this is a bad thing. Yeah. But it's like, not at all. Like, you would love those kids. You'd love. It is a dream come true for you. But for him, <laughs> he is nervous to say it. Like, it. I've never been divorced, so I can't speak on it too much. But I feel like it's so exciting. Like, it's a new, fresh start to life. Mm-hmm. You can meet another person to love, someone to love your kids. Like, it's just you can try new things and adventure. But I know that's not the, that's not the question. I feel like if I was on a date with someone, I think first and foremost, you got to bring it up on the first date. I know first dates usually aren't meant to bring up serious topics, but you, you got to let someone know that right away because unfortunately there are going to be people out there who aren't open to being the second wife or a stepmom mm-hmm. or a stepdad or the second husband. You know what I mean? Totally. But – if you meet someone that isn't open to that, then they're not your person. That's so true. And and if you bring it up on the first date, okay, great. You, you get that out of the way saying you're divorced and you have kids could be the same thing as saying, I never want to move or I never want kids. Yeah. That could be, there's so many deal breakers out there that this just goes among them all. Yeah. And it's completely fine. Also, you get to weed out the weak right away. Like how awesome. Weed out those weak. (laughs) Weed them, weed them out. Uh, jab cross the weak cell. Jab, jab cross those motherfuckers that don't want to have a first marriage. Literally, like get them out of the way. I someone actually asked me that question. Uh, I think it was this weekend. Oh crap! Or maybe it was with you. Someone was like, "When is it appropriate to bring up your exes on a first?" Oh, it was, my, it was over the weekend. Someone was like, "When is it appropriate to bring up exes on a first date?" And I was like, "I don't think you need to." bring up your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend on the first date but i think it at this time in our life since we are older i think it's appropriate to ask someone straight up like do you want a relationship like not necessarily with me but like or is this just are you just looking to hook up because wasting people's time is not something we ever will have time for no can you correct me if i'm wrong on this i'm just gonna guess here yes okay so you're going on a first date yes i think we're not bringing up the exes there this no. is a we're doing a 
first date is a chemistry check. Yes. Two and three, we're still checking chemistry, but we're digging a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Four and five are, okay, a little X check, maybe if you had some damage. And do you want a long-term relationship, right? Is that Would that be sort of close? Oh, Alex, I, I wish I could answer that, but I haven't been on a third date in a very long time. Okay. <laughs> Since 2019, to be specific. <laughs> maybe I just made that seem too simple. But in my head, I'm like, that seems like a good timeline, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think there's... I think the X conversation is is very touchy because it, there's a difference between saying, "Oh, my ex girlfriend, blah blah blah," bringing up your ex girlfriend because like you're not over her, okay. versus like, "Hey, did like how did things end with your ex?" Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think if if I went on a date with a guy and he asked me straight up like, "Hey, are you looking for a relationship?" I would respect that. Like, it's not something that I would do because I don't know what I'm looking for yet. Okay. But I would appreciate that because then I could not waste his time because I could be open like, "Hey, I need a few dates with you to see like feel out to understand." But like, if you want to meet someone right away who wants that, like, maybe I'm not your girl. That's good. Okay, so maybe maybe you're not necessarily bringing it up. Maybe he's asking. Yeah, and I would be open to that. That might be better, too. Like, if yeah. you asked him and then he asked you back, like, you'd be at least communicating about it. But if you sat down and you're like, listen, my ex, like, if he was like, let me order your drink for you, you'd be like, my ex never did that. That You'd be coming from a place of anger and you weren't over it yet. Men and women listening to this podcast, everyone listening to this podcast, do not ever do that on a first date. That is the biggest red flag. It would be terrible because you'd just be openly admitting that you weren't over it. I went on a date with a guy and he brought his ex up three times. The first time I was like, whatever. Second time I was like, all right. Third time I was like, dude, you're not over this girl. Mm-mm. What are you, what are you doing with me right now? Like, bro, either go to therapy, talk to your friends or don't date for a while. Yeah. That's terrible. Cause like you, I'm not going to fix you not being over your ex. No. And there's nothing you can do in that scenario. No, nothing. There's like a sitting duck. Yeah. So <laughs> I love how we have like all these questions where we go off like a million different <laughs> tangents. Yeah. We're like, and when you're on the first date, X, Y, and Z. How many things? How many times do you think I've moved? Like, what if I'm not even in camera? You might not be in the camera. Also, Alana's still in Italy, so if you're not in the <laughs> camera, I don't know. We'll be, cli- we'll be clipping half your face. I we feel just, like, like Photoshop my body into the frame. We're like, and we're moving her over. Um, have you heard of the bystander effect? I'm going to tell you about it now. No, but you, you, um, you brought it up earlier today, and like the whole room was intrigued by it. Okay, I'd never heard of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this story. Okay, this weekend, I was getting in a cab. Oh, yeah, how was your weekend, by the way? It's good. It's great. <laughs> Can't even remember. I boxed. Um, a girl that Hot Wheels, who is like a rough and rowdy legend, was in town training me some. We were getting into a cab, and we heard a scream. So we turned around, and there was another girl, another older lady getting into a cab, and her leg, she was bigger. Her leg was half in, half out, and the cab driver had started driving. And she was like, I have a cane. Like, you got to stop driving. And the cab driver was, like, driving, and then he finally stopped. And she was, like, stuck. I mean, I think she borderline needed a wheelchair, but walked slowly with a cane. So her leg was out, bent into the street, and she was half in and out of the cab. And Hot Wheels and I were stopped. We were close, and there was two guys on the sidewalk stopped. All four of us were looking at each other. I was like, the guys are going to go. The guys are thinking they're going to go. Hot Wheels studied psychology at William & Mary, so she knew about the bystander effect. Takes off to the girl. Picks her up, sets her in the car, and the girl's like, thank you so much. Like, I can't get in the cab. Like, I, you know, I'm handicapped. And Hot Wheels like, you need help. Lifts her into the cab, closes the cab door, walks back. The guys are shocked. 
that she ran over there. I'm shocked. I feel like a heel for not moving. I'm like, God damn it, Alex. Like, how can you not go help her? In my mind, though, I'm like, maybe she's conning him. Maybe we're all being conned. Surely these guys are going to go help. She comes, gets back in the car. She's like, so in psychology, we call it the bystander effect, where those guys thought we were going to help. We thought those guys were going to help. But since I studied it, I knew nobody's going to help, and you've got to run and help. And I was like, oh, my God. I would, I would have probably gotten in the cab, assuming they were going to help. She was stuck there. I'm, like, in literal shock of what I just heard. Like, that makes me love Hot Wheels. Right? Like, respect the hell out of her. But it's so true, because how many times have you passed a car accident or a, something else, and you're in the back of your mind, you're like, I'm sure someone else called. Someone's going to call. Someone's going to call. But now I feel like knowing this, I was like, next time that happens, I will go. Yeah. Immediately. Like, I'll try to just get rid of the instinct part and just run. It's... I'm I'm gonna admit I'm so bad at that I would do the exact same thing as you I'm by no means a hero in that way like because first I always would think they're trying to con me 100%. two I someone else will help three someone's more qualified to help mm-hmm. four someone's already called like so many things but wow that makes me sad because I'm like how many times have I cro- like passed something and just assumed someone else was helping and no one was I know I know it's it's difficult as humans, but it was nice to know, like, okay, like, I don't know, there, there's this girl I've encountered a few times on the street who is running a thing, I bought her a gift card, she got me the first time, but she says she's was in an abusive relationship and needs money to stay in a hostel, and I've ran, I've, I mean, truly since I've moved here, I see her all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's different than, like, this was like a real life scenario, Yeah. where, like, somebody needed help in that moment. Yeah. Bystander effect. I know. I'm trying to be better at that, even when it comes to little things. Like, so I, t- I take the train all the time now. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you, like, when you told me you love the train, I was like, okay, it can't be that great. The train's amazing. It's amazing. Okay? <laughs> but uh, a lot of older people are on the train, and a lot of older people can't move their bags or take things down. So even with stuff like that, I'm trying to be more, pro- like, proactive and being like, hey, do you need help with your bag? Because I used to always be like, no, I don't want to insult them, but it's like, I don't think they care. Like, I'm just trying to be more of a proactive, helpful person mm-hmm. because I'm realizing in New York City, I mean, there's not even, most subway stations don't even have an elevator if you're in a wheelchair or if you have a car seat, or not car seat, a stroller or anything. So it's like, I'm just trying to be more proactively helpful because New York City is not an accessible place for people that don't have the ability to be super accessible if that makes sense no it does it does and a little goes a long way like i i think that's a good point and you never regret asking to help somebody even if they say no yeah not a big deal you asked i'll i'll start walking off and it will haunt me for the rest of the day i'm like why didn't you just ask the old man to carry his grocery sacks he can say no that's fine but what can you control you can ask that happened to me the other day with this old lady and i literally walked all the way i mean it's on my way to work i go jordan I beat, I beat myself up. I was like, why? Why did I not ask? Why did I not ask? Just ask. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It, it made me so mad. I'm just I'm trying to be a better person, guys. <laughs> we're, we're good people. Yes, we're, we're good people. Got to give ourselves some credit, too. I mean, I think if we're aware of it, we're like, it's pretty good. I have a question for you now. What? Did you see what I posted on Instagram? No. It was like, never ask people. I have a question for you because it just causes them so much anxiety. No. <laughs> Did you see that post? No. I put on Mean Girl Pod's story, Alex. I didn't see it. I've been in a hermit but mode. I just used your word. That, 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 great segue. Thank you. Oh. But no, someone DM'd it to us and was like, this is Jordan to Alex. 
Because I was like, <laughs> I have a question. You're like, you know how much anxiety you're probably causing her versus just being like, hey, guess what? <laughs> hey, can I? Yeah, you always say, hey, can I ask you something? One day we're going to have Alana um, clip every single time I say that. Mash together your, hey, I have a question. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> sure can. And then, and then also clip your guys' expression every time. Of like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, ask it. Okay, talk about your hermit phase. Yeah, so I was going to ask if you have ever experienced the hermit era, which I know you have. I mean. That was you about a few months ago. Definitely. I think hermit eras are good because as humans, I think we go into them and then we come out of them and we appreciate being out of them. Like the hoe phase. Totally like the hoe phase. Also, I'm voluntarily in one right now, which I appreciate. Yeah. I also think work ebbs and flows. So we're in a heightened work phase and then... It's like people get tired all at the same time. Like, I just say there's the cycle of the world, but you say you're, you're in a hermit phase. Yeah, I, so I really thought that summer 2022 was going to be, like, this crazy summer filled with, like, boys and sex and drinking and all this fun stuff. Let me tell you, I have been the most PG Jordan I've been since moving to New York, ever since after my birthday. And I've been, try, I've been kind of beating myself up a little bit because I'm like, Jordan, this is summer. You're supposed to have fun. But, you guys, I'm truly in this hermit phase where I, like – I don't even enjoy going out. I've gone out, I think, once in New York all summer. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it. I just want to be home in bed. And I don't really know why. I know it'll fade at one point. Mm-hmm. But, like, right now, all I want to do is if I do go out, I want to do things. Like, go to the Hamptons or go to Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. where my That's where my parents live. Or go to Rough and Rowdy. Like, do things. But I, I don't want to get drunk with my with people right now. Okay. I think that is exactly the way a lot of people feel. So, you know how New Year's, you always are like, it's going to be huge. Never is. Yeah. That's like how you thought of the summer. Never is. It's like if you went out and you're like, I'm going to find a boy tonight. Never would. Yeah. It's always when you set those expectations. And it's funny that the world works that way. But I think what it is, is it always goes back to the day you posted the swimsuit photo with no expectations. It, It always works out because you're like, my intentions. I don't care. I'm just doing what I want. And like right now, what, you, what Jordan wants to actually do is it's the structure is the foundation for spontaneity. So you're like most days, six days out of the week structure, but then it leaves because we don't have a lot of energy right now. Like we're, we're using all the energy and I feel like a lot of people listening are too with the summer, but then we know we've got that Montauk trip. We've got rough and rowdy. Like you go balls to the walls there. And then you go back into the hermit phase, and it's, like, healthy. Yeah. A lot of people, too, keep telling me, they're like, it's because you're growing up. And I'm like, no, that's not it. Like, I – you do not have to have less fun the older you get. Like, there's no such thing. So people need to knock that off. You can be – I'm watching some of my friends. You can have a family of five, Mm -hmm. and mom and dad can go to the Caribbean on a yacht for two weeks and bust it out and have a blast – Amen. And you can still do it all, at all ages. I don't think that has – I think people in their 40s catch a second year. Yeah. So – and I know it's going to change. Like, once it gets colder, I'm going to be like, woohoo, I'm back, baby. But, yeah, I just – I literally just want to work and go to bed. But I'm also, like, the happiest I've ever, ever been. It's so strange. <laughs> okay, that's, that's funny, though. Did you hear that? Like, you're the happiest you've ever been, but part of you, because you said earlier, is being hard on yourself about it. But it's like, if you think about how you feel, you're happy. So happy. Then it's like, why wouldn't you just let yourself enjoy this hermit face? Because the society tells me that that's not the way to be happy. You're supposed to be having hot girl summer, but it's like, no. Jordan's having hermit summer and you're loving it. I'm having hermit girl summer, guys, and I've loved every minute of it. You know what I've regretted a lot? 
What? Going out. You know what I've never regretted? I have never one time regretted a night in. Not once. Oh, amen. Never. Never. I've never regretted going to work, going home, eating a salad, drinking a tea, and going to bed. I have regretted happy hour. Yes, many times. <laughs> especially with you yeah you back at <laughs> just, you. i'm like a lot of, i wake up and i'm like we did it like literally and then you get in that mo I, the spa the sauna oh. that's the life you know what i mean that is the life like and you and i are very zero to 100 so we don't really know how to have both like we don't really know how to relax and also have fun it's either like zero to 100 either we're staying in or we're drinking all night um but yeah i mean i've this is one of the best summers i've had top five could not agree more and it's the most single i've ever been so if you guys are like if there's anyone out there that is struggling being alone like know that being alone can be the best time of your life to the girl that's 31 not married or pregnant it's like i hope i I hope for her too if she can get rid of that get rid of the what she's supposed to be doing like you're supposed to be having that summer of sex boys rock and roll i mean had sex once this summer yeah it's like you're having great fun because you're just saying this is what's going on with me this is what i control and i'm happy yes cheers to being happy cheers to being happy alex i think that's a great ending i think so too (laughs) i think you should do what you always do best like comment subscribe on youtube twitter Instagram, TikTok, follow us on all these platforms, leave us a review and emphasis on the subscribe to YouTube. Yes. And also I really hope I'm in this uh, clip because I just moved and I realized I was really far out of the frame. And if she's not, there's nothing we can do about it. Nope. You're just going to see Alex's face for a good hour and go buy the merch, go to the barstool store, buy the merchandise. Oh my God. Sorry. One more thing before we wrap up. What could it possibly be? Buy Rough and Rowdy, pay-per-views. We got hit 70K, you guys. Buy rnr.com. I'm like, oh, my God. Buy rnr.com. Tag us. Because. We're going to pick a winner to go to a Thunder game. All expenses paid for with us. You and a buddy. You guys, all expenses all expenses paid for. Courtside tickets with Alex and I. Dinner. We're going to have a blast. And all you have to do is spend $35 on a pay-per-view ticket. Or more if you want to be entered more. Can I say this, too? Dave and Big Cat and Robbie Fox host it. It's not boring. It is a comedy. Fa- it's a good ass show. Like buy it with some friends and play a drinking game. It's hilarious. Also, it's not. Yeah, it's not just Alex fighting. Like you're going to have Doug's fighting heavyweight. You're also going to have all of the walkout girls there. So you're going to see like Joey, Bree, Grace, Kelly, Casey, me, Hannah. Midgets fighting. Midgets fight- <laughs> I mean, fighting. The commentary is. I think Caleb will be there, too. Yes. He's Caleb hilarious. Presley. Sass, your manager. My God. God bless. We forgot about him. Little Sasquatch. (laughs) El manager. We need to make a video with him, too. Um, So it's like if you are any part stoolie, like you're getting the – I feel like this might be one of the first Rough and Rowdy where we have literally almost everyone. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Go buy it. Huntington, West Virginia, baby. Here we come. I'm excited. All right. Love you guys. Love you guys.